0: Did you guys hear you guys heard that right? Sweet little intro. Sweet film talk. We're back here, ladies and gentlemen, with take 48. We've got an intro now. Just a quick reminder that we're still doing our football competition, so go ahead and sign up for some horrible movies. We'll assign you a team and winner gets $25 to the movies. Are you kidding me? For putting your name next to a movie, I don't think there's anything easier that you can do. On the lineup today, we're going to be going over some movie news, aka The Joker. Might already We might just have to cancel November and December except for Star Wars because the Joker is probably going to win every award according to all the buzz it's getting. Everyone's hyped about it. We'll talk about the Joker, some other movie news, and we'll talk about streaming movies that we've seen. TC's been going ham with them. I've been doing okay. I don't have as many as he does. And then we've got a triple header today, folks. We've got a pretty controversial triple header today starting with Dave Chappelle's new stand-up special, Sticks and Stone. And you know about we we think about that. Also, chime in on Rotten Tomatoes and can you really trust Rotten Tomatoes? Like, how trustworthy is it, and how much can you bank on the scores it gets from critics and from audiences? Then after that, we're going to talk about a big movie that came out this past week, um, Overcomer, a Christian movie that many people not cite. We're talking about in Chapter Two, get that <laughs> Overcoming movie business out of here we're talking about it chapter two we're talking about clowns we're talking about the follow-up to the smash 2017 movie it chapter one does it work as well as the first chapter and then to finish it all off we're gonna cap it off with what might be the most surprising film of 2019 so far the peanut butter falcon starring zach gotzigan Shia LaBeouf, dakota johnson and we're gonna see you know we're gonna go back to what chub said a few weeks ago are we getting deprived of good original movies? Are we keep going to keep getting maybe possible slop like IT Chapter 2 was? Maybe it wasn't that bad. We'll talk about it, but without any further ado, I'm the Sweet Keeks. And who we got on the other line?
1: Wow. I don't know how many times you practice that intro, but that was 10 out of 10. I think we should just log off and leave this pod as a cliffhanger. <laughs> you know, I, I practice.
0: I just kind of sit in my shower you know, you get like the two minutes of good shower time, and you got the eight minutes of just sitting while the warm water hits sure. you. You're yeah. thinking about all the like career moves you want to make, but you'll probably never make. You know those moments. Yeah, oh yeah, we all we we experience them all the time. Oh heck yeah, yep that that's a that's where I practice. Try to get my
1: cadence down. No, that was that was a beautiful intro. And like I said, no, like you said, sorry. The intro music. We want to thank your friend. What what was his name again? Jonah Brown, aka Jives. I want you guys to all, he's a producer for hip-hop
0: and trance trap music and EDM in general. Check him out on SoundCloud at Jives and look at some of his music. He does a great job. He's gonna be yeah. producing the pod for us. So we're taking yeah. another step into becoming more official.
1: That was that was a wonderful intro. i really like it because you have Homer Simpson, you have Ben Kenobi. Can't get and then you obviously have Pulp Fiction in there. This is a tasty burger, which I don't know why they're still eating a burger at seven in the morning and Pulp Fiction will never understand that <laughs> huge plot hole. What's in the bag? What's in the briefcase? Yeah, what is in the briefcase? And then you have uh, my personal favorite, Smeagol. And then uh, rounding it off, you have Napoleon Dynamite just giving a hardcore sweet. sweet. So that is us. You I, have you ever heard my Smeagol impersonation? I don't think so. You give it to us. Give it to us real quick. You know, I used to get this all the time at family dinners, family reunions. People would just be asking me, always do it. it. It was not as good as it used to be because I've gone through puberty, you know, but, <laughs> but here we go, folks for, before we get into this pod, before we get to my streaming movies, it's about precious loss.
0: Totals precious. What's totals?
1: <laughs> I think that's what we there got. Yeah. but Eddie circus We were thinking of you. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, I'm excited for this pod because we have a lot of things we're going to talk about. I'm really excited for our segment regarding Rotten Tomatoes because, no, I'm going to answer that right out of the gate. You cannot trust critics. And we'll, we'll get to that later. I agree. Uh, the first Keeks movie news Joker is killing it. Can we say that we're
0: surprised, though? Like, I, I mean, with I don't think Joaquin Phoenix has been tied to a horrible project, like a tanking project, in his whole career. If you can tell me one that's, like, pre when became when he became, like, a leading man, please do. Correct me all that you'd like.
1: Uh, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to, but I really can't right now. I, I agree. I think he's one of the – I would say Joaquin Phoenix might be one of the most underrated – I mean, he's not underrated, but he is. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I do what you mean. Like, wow, it's a prestigious award, which, in essence, it is. However oh, – yeah. Do we really even care about the Oscars? See, that's – and I – I gosh, I've wrestled with this so much,
0: especially with the, the controversy that was Green Book last year winning Best Picture. I think it's the most – I don't want to say like it's, – it's the most accurate of the EGOT award shows. I think it gets the most right. But yeah. it's still flawed, and at the same time, I mean – yeah, movie studios like the awards, but at the same time, I mean, like, how much money is Green Book making for a studio? Like $30 million? I mean, it's it kind of goes down to what you value more. Do you want your money, like Disney, who's had $5 billion grossing movies this year? Or do you want to be like Anna Annapurna or A24 that takes home the Oscars every year?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of in the boat like you are. Like, I wrestle with it because, one, I do watch it, I like to see, you know, what films win, what uh, visual effects, you know what I mean? Actors are winning these awards and getting the nominations, but, you know, gosh. it's just I think it does.
0: I do think that it does, though.
1: Overall, it is important. I think it yeah. measures a lot about the credibility of a film. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, anyways, I think, I think the Joker is going to kill it. I think they're going to get a ton of Oscar nominations, and I think Joaquin Phoenix... I mean, we haven't even seen the film. I mean, we could walk in the film and we can be like, "Wow, what? Are, dude, what are these it could be another shape of water?" water.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I read a tweet that Joker is now amongst like films like Rashomon and Brokeback Mountain as being winners. It won film of it, it took home the best film award of Venice. Who would have thought that the dude that made Project X and The Hangover was gonna make a film that won first place at the Venice Film Festival? Yeah, yeah, was not me. I'll clue you in. It was n- I, I. would have never guessed it. Yeah, they're great. movies. They're fun movies, but like not award. Well, The Hangover was nominated for a Golden Globe, but I mean, you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, no, but uh, I'm excited to see The Joker. I think it's going to be. Uh, I mean, as reviews have come out, um, everyone's been just raving about it. There's only been a couple of reviews where there are a few people are mixed. The guy we follow on tw- Twitter, Jermaine... Lucierre, I think that's yeah. his name. Pronounce it. He felt a little mixed about it, so and I like a lot of his movie takes and what he has to say. So I'm my interest is peaked. So that will gosh, we're a month away. We're we're close. Yeah. October 4th. Close. Everyone get ready
0: for your tickets. You got to you got to get them. I'm getting them as soon as they come out. I don't know when, but yeah. I'll yeah. I'll be there Thursday night. Are you kidding?
1: Uh, stop. Please. So with my streaming, before we kind of get into the bulk of this, I saw three movies. Uh, actually, last time I didn't discuss this. I'll, I'll touch on it really quick. But I watched How to Train Your Dragon. Jesus! Oh, the right. I didn't talk about this last time. You know, it's a it's a fun it's a fun animated film. I believe I give it a B plus, and yeah. I, I don't think it should be in the IMDb top two hundred fifty. However, I mean, it's a movie that I enjoyed and it was one of the better animated DreamWorks movies I've seen in a while. So, hats off. I don't think it should be IMDb 250, but it's a good animated film, and I had fun with it. Like, I'd watch it with, like, my nieces or nephews or uh, my future kids. So, yeah, it was good. That sounds about right. Um, yeah. And then totally just flipping sides here to another animated movie, one of the most critically acclaimed... Best. I think it's actually the second highest rated on IMDb uh, is the Grave of the Fireflies. Oh my gosh, dude! Did, just like what?
0: What did you expect going into it? Because I watched this movie last year, and I'll, I'll discuss it a little bit with
1: you. I wasn't expecting it to just be so grim, so sad. I mean,
0: heartbreaking.
1: It was heartbreaking, <laughs> and I think it depicts really well of. You know many of the citizens and surrounding uh, people that live in the neighborhoods of these of these wars that are taking place, kind of their turmoil that they're experiencing. So, I mean, this film came out in 1988. the The visuals are great, and the art is fantastic. And I I'm going to give it an A minus just because the only problem I had was when uh, kind of a spoiler here. Is when they're living with their aunt, I believe. Yeah, and they just dip out. They're like, "Sorry, we're <laughs> we're gonna go live in the cave a couple miles down there and just eat frogs and dirt. And uh, thanks for the rice and the hospitality. We're out.
0: Yeah, thanks for oh, taking care of us and making sure we live. But um, we'd rather you know maybe not live. I'm yeah. I'm ten years old and my my sister is six, but we yeah. can take care of each other. Like we we'll be fine.
1: You know, and the aunt we, was we like okay. It. She had no she had no reaction. She was like, okay, are you gonna be okay? Like that was it. And I was like, Ugh. that was the only gripe I really had, but every, everything else, like it was a good story about um, really being able to bond with your sibling, um, the heart to heart that they had, and just Dude. the ultimate care. So yeah, a minus. And you know what,
0: I sent this to you earlier in the week, but if you if you take the poster for Grape of the Fireflies and you save it to your phone and you increase the brightness, in the poster, there are little, like, lights that look like fireflies, but if you increase the brightness, they're actually bombs from a uh, bomber plane. So, it's, like, down to the poster, it's just sad, grim, bleak, but kind of heartwarming, too. I like sure. it a lot. I think it's great. Um, it's second on IMDb, behind another Studio Ghibli film. Um,
1: oh, my gosh. Spirited Away, which I love. I love Spirited Away. So. Yeah. You can't go mean, wrong with Studio Ghibli. That is on the list to see. Now, I, I, I think, we'll, we'll let's just wedge this in while we're at it. Yeah. Uh, a little announcement here at SFT is we are planning on doing a little bit of an IMDB 250. And Kamiko, did you want to talk about more about that? I know you're you have the kind of the, the schedule for this.
0: Yes. So we've we've talked about how much we like to watch these two top 250 ranked movies. I mean, I'm sure there are probably others you could include. But what we are going to do is the fourth Monday of every month is we are going to starting this month with numbers 250 to 240. We will be re-ranking the top 250, and we're going to make it the sweet 250. We're going to give our own opinions, talk about the 10. We're going to have to go through a, we're going to have to slog through some of these because there's some, there's some, you know, there's some foreign films we're going to have to watch. There's some silent films, which they're not, that doesn't mean it's horrible. It's just different. You know, you're not used to going in and saying, hey, I'm going to go watch, you know, Seven Samurai or something like that on a normal day. For example, I watched last week 12 Angry Men, which is number six, and it is fantastic. I absolutely loved it. A thriller that takes place in one room—that's also a mystery. I mean, it, it absolutely amazing. I love, I absolutely, I loved it. Yeah. So there you go. There's. We'll be starting this, um, like we said, the fourth Monday of this September. We'll be doing two fifty through two forty, and hope to introduce you guys to some new movies, um, pique your interest in the films that you wouldn't have normally heard about before.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, that 250 through 240 is always interchanging, especially there at the bottom tier. So as of September 8th, we are watching that 250, whatever it is right now. I believe Aladdin's in there, which we've seen. So uh, we're excited. I've watched roughly 80 plus movies in the IMDb 250. So hopefully within two years, boom, bada bing, all of them are knocked out.
0: And a lot of Which them, think, it's like you said, I mean, the top 100 we've probably already seen. So those will go quicker. We might throw in, you know, 20, um, 30 in a month. But for now, so we're starting 250 to 240.
1: Yep, yep, exactly. Um, so, yeah, that's – so be on the lookout for that. Um, kind of, you know, wet, wet the appetite a little bit. Oh, yeah. So another streaming movie that I saw that is actually just right outside the top 100 I've been meaning to see for a long time is The Sting. Oh, and I absolutely love this movie. I had a blast with it. Paul Newman, Robert Redford. Um, It's just a story about con artists conning people. And uh, it's a lot of fun. It's I mean, if you've never seen the sting and you're looking for a movie to watch this week or this month, whenever, highly recommend the sting because it's just it's fantastic. I mean, after at the end, I was just like, what? So if you don't know it. The ending, hopefully you don't. I don't want to spoil it for you because it's got some fun twists. Just check it out. I'm going to give it an A+, plus because I had a lot of fun with it. I know some people think this movie is a little overrated. However, I just I feel indifferent. I think it's fantastic. It's a fun movie. You can sit down and watch it with your family. So check out The Sting, A+. Plus.
0: That stack. What a stack. I mean, freaking Robert Redford and Paul Newman and robert earl jones i'm like <laughs> looking at the the cast is that like james earl jones dad robert earl jones I, i'm putting you on the spot here right, right now maybe i uh, maybe that's just love name. that keep me on what my toes knows. anyways um love that I, that's awesome
1: and and it has the entertainer as the you know like the main song so the soundtrack the soundtrack's great as well
0: oh so, okay no, there you go, guys. The Sting. I haven't seen it yet, but you piqued my interest because I never would have watched it had you not actually said, yo, like, check this out. It's so good.
1: Oh, please do. Uh, last for the movie of the streaming, which I know Keith, you'll chime in. I finally, finally got to it, and it was hilarious. <laughs> the 40 year old virgin. It's, dude. Okay, what what were your favorite parts? Go over them with me. Oh, my gosh. There's two. I I would say my favorite character is Cal Seth Rogen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's just like the typical Seth Rogen play character that he always plays,
1: but he does it so well. I can't be mad. He's so funny in it. Um, I love, I love how just Michael Scott, what is, what's his name in the movie? Is it Andy? (sighs) Yes, it is. It's Andy. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, I think he's just so funny. Just like his schedule, his routine that he has each day. And, um, when he's flirting with Elizabeth Elizabeth Banks' character, how he's just being so nonchalant, <laughs> and she is just eating it up. I thought that was really funny back and forth. It's, and and I, I mean, it's just what's what's good about this movie is it's not over the top. It's not too crude. Yeah, it just it just it's just, it just kind of stays within its element, and it's super funny. Steve Carell just knocks out of the park. I can't believe this is the first time I've seen it. Like, I would definitely watch this again.
0: And we'll get into this with sticks and stones, but I think comedy is the most subjective genre that's in, you know, in, in movies. And this I think is my favorite comedy of all time. It, my favorite part is when he goes into his love interest, like eBay shop and, and Jonah Hill is in there and wants to buy the Stiletto (laughs) stripper boots. And he's like, and he's like, so I'll just like give you money for these. And then she says, no, like you got to buy it on eBay okay, you're making it very hard. I just want to buy these shoes and put them on and wear them at my house. (laughs) He's just like (laughs) Chubby Jonah Hill and wanting to buy these stripper shoes, and it kills me. I watch that clip like once a week.
1: Oh, man. So good. So good. I really thought uh, the banter was really funny with um, uh, Jay and Andy. He was just like the hype man. Yes. (laughs) When they go to the club, when they bring Andy to the club and... Paul Rudd's just getting just totally hammered. I mean, it was just a really funny movie. It the was, cast is dynamite, and the the whole with Jane
0: Lynch and Paul Rudd's characters, with Paul Rudd complaining about the Michael McDonald DVDs being played.
1: Oh, <laughs> it's so like, good. <laughs>
0: it's a, there's so many great bits in that. Oh my gosh, it's a classic. It's the problem. It's top five best comedies of the 2000s, easily.
1: Oh, easily, easily. I would I would definitely say so. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give 40 year old version a just absolute blast. Really funny. And I love just kind of the chemistry that um, Steve Carell has there with uh, Catherine Keener, who yes. I did not know. She played Get Out. Yes, she's the mom in Get
0: Out. I noticed that this week.
1: Yeah, I was like, oh, wow. Uh, so, yeah, I thought it was really funny. Thank you. Thank you, Keeks, for the recommendation. And if you guys have not seen this film, check it out ASAP. It is off Netflix now, though, unfortunately. But At, rent it. It's like 2 99 Just rent I, it. And while I'm watching these IMDb's, I, start, I want to start watching more of these comedies because they're hilarious. They put me in a good mood, and they're totally dumb and over the top. But like I said, they, they make you laugh.
0: <laughs> yeah, it lightens things up a little bit, and we always need sure. that. We need a little yeah, – that, that's why I like watching movies is it makes my life feel a little bit light. I come home from looking at a computer screen for eight hours a day. My eyesight is horrible, but you know, go Whoa. look at another screen. Like cats and, and watch a movie, you know. Just yeah, that, that, my nothing wife. wrong with that. I love my wife so much. There we go. And movies, sweet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get into the first. We got our first movie to talk about this week, which is streaming on Netflix. Yes, dive right yes. in. I hear Dot in the background. <laughs> She's, she's loving she's lovin it. She's always excited. She, she heard Netflix and Dave Chappelle and Sticks and Stones and got excited because she watched it with me at like one in the morning last week when it, oh when it came out. And so like we talked about, how reliable is Rotten Tomatoes? Because this movie currently stands with only like 13 critic reviews at 23%. But the crazy thing is, is I believe it has like 12,000 audience reviews and it, it has at 99% from the critics and the audience. And we'll start with that is, how big of a gap is there between, between critics and the audience? How much can we count on that Rotten Tomatoes score? If it's fresh, if it's not, what does that matter?
1: I, I can't, I just can't. Because I mean, right now, now I'm looking, this is the top 100 movies of all time from Rotten Tomato. And these are movies with forty or more critic reviews. Okay. Are you ready okay. for this? Yeah. I'll just give you the top five of that Rotten Tomatoes considers the top five with forty or more critic reviews. Number one, Black Panther. Number two is Ladybird. Number three is Wizard of Oz. Number four, okay. Citizen Kane. Number five is Black Klansman. And then six, get out. I'll just round out. Mad Max, Fury Road, number seven. So you just can't and then Wonder Woman's at number ten. Like these are all like fine movies, but they're not fantastic. They're not great, great, great. You know what I mean? Oh, of course. So I I can't rely on I just I just I take it as a grain of salt, man. I really do. (laughs) I just can't. I mean, same thing with Last Jedi. You remember when Last Jedi came out?
0: Oh gosh. Yeah, it's what it's at like a ninety three percent and has maybe a forty percent audience review. And exactly. Like I think that it can help gauge if, because it it seems like ultimately its point is to you know should you spend your money on this or not, and at the end of the day, like it it doesn't matter. Look at the audience review at least. I mean, here's a good example: Step Brothers. Okay, you want to guess roughly what its Rotten
1: Tomato score is? Uh, I'm gonna guess 57 percent. Close,
0: 55 percent. Wow. Have you ever met anyone that doesn't like Step Brothers?
1: Yeah. Hilarious.
0: Exactly. Uh, same with a knight's tale you know a knight's tale Get, uh, again it is at 58% what's Everyone what's loves the a audience tale. what's the audience score yeah audience score is 79 and it was okay. 74 step brothers
1: and okay that's respectable anything anything above 70% to me personally is respectable especially on to- rotten tomatoes on yeah. imdb like i'll go like 6.8 kind of high sixes and then seven and above is like, I think I'll, I'll watch it. Like that's considered a good movie. You know what I mean?
0: I will too. And that's why I start to listen to like more, you know, like we've got Chris Duckman and Chris Duckman. Cause that's like the only real review that I think my interests line up with more. And that's why we like to give, uh, we try to be as unbiased as possible. Like if a movie stinks, like 47 meters down to uncaged, it stinks, but like, it's fun. Go watch it. It's bad, but like, you'll enjoy it. Or for example, Sticks and Stones. If you've got time time to go on Netflix and watch this stand up special, do it. It's so funny. I, 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 there were some moments that were a little hard to listen to, but that's comedy.
1: That's 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 the point of it. It's supposed to be subversive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. And dude, watching Sticks and Stones was just—it was hilarious. And like like you just said, some of it was kind of hard to hear. But yeah, it is comedy. It's it's edgy. And that's that's who Dave Chappelle is, man. He is just edgy. He can say a lot of things with impunity. You know what I mean? Of course. Just, you go back and listen to his old stand-ups, and
0: it's the exact same thing. We're just in a different political context now. Mm-hmm. It's like you just and, can't
1: – yeah. He even shells that out to the audience. He's like, you guys are the worst.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you guys are the worst people I've had to perform in front of my whole life. And it's true. Uh, Everyone gets so, so offended.
1: It, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just like, like the title, Sticks and Stones. So I, I thought Dave Chappelle's stand-up was super funny. I'm gonna give it an A because I was laughing like out loud by myself. <laughs> I did
0: <And>, <laughs> Yeah. Uh,
1: I don't wanna get like some of the jokes, but man, the one he was talking about Renee with two Renee, uh, who would um, Oh, my brain, Some of the things that he would say. And she was like, yes. yeah, you can't say this because you're not it. And his his punchline of that was so funny.
0: <laughs> it was great, too. And you could just tell the audience and the audience loved it. I mean, the audience felt a little uncomfortable, but it, it, that, that's what it's supposed to do. I mean, if you ever listen to yeah. comedy, that's what its purpose has been. You're supposed to make you're supposed to make light and make fun of situations that are in other situations hard to hear. Yep. And that's – I think yep. he does an absolutely amazing job with it. I'd also go – I'd probably give it an A-, minus because there were some things that are hard to hear. Um, his LGBTQ act, for the most part, I thought was really funny, but certain aspects, I was like, well, I mean, it's a little bit different than that. But it still works, and it was still funny. Yeah. Everything else, I thought it was hysterical. Yeah,
1: yeah. Go watch it. it.
0: It's, on Netf- it's on Netflix right now. He's got like three other stand Check it presses. out
1: worth the time i think dave dave chappelle is a comedic genius so i love chappelle's show oh it was really funny so and he you know behind dave chappelle he was the reason why con air was a movie he (laughs) he's he he set the fire (laughs) (laughs) that's right
0: top 10 (laughs) streaming movies we watched last year what a ride what oh, a
1: fun movie to watch! That was—that's a movie you just watch with the homies. So, Sticks and Stones, really funny. Um, very—I mean, if you get offended easily, don't watch this. Just don't. But if well, you, maybe watch it. Lighten up
0: a little bit. Go watch yeah, it. Yeah, keeks, I Gosh, agree. Hey. Thank you. Yeah, go watch it. Everyone, go watch it if you can.
1: Yep, agreed. Well, speaking of clowning around, ooh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like. I, what a what a great lead. What a. <laughs> great lead into this next. Um, it, it pennywise, it chapter two. We got we got the second part to what we saw together. We saw the first one together with Eric. he started
1: that was three you know st- <laughs> that was a really fun theater experience. Now I will say this. Keeks, you're gonna have the most you know mainly the spotlight for this movie because I apologize. I had not did not get to see this movie. I had a crazy Friday went at a bachelor's party Saturday. Saturday is just, you know, LSU. A lot of of things happen on Saturday. What a game. I will get to IT Chapter 2. I've heard some mixed things, mainly that it's not as good as the first. So I'm ready for your take. But first, I will say IT Chapter 1 with you, Eric, and Stevo, that was a really fun theater experience because that was like my first horror movie that I've seen in years. And then Hereditary was after because I was just oh. super reluctant. And you yeah. guys made it a lot of fun. And I actually thought IT Chapter 1 was fairly funny. And it was yes. actually pretty good for the genre. I think I gave it like a B, B minus. And that's a generous score coming from me for horror.
0: Sure. So, Do you, you know what's I'm so ready. interesting is the the first one, the, IT Chapter 1 – I think I saw three times in theaters. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I I loved it. I thought it was hysterical. I thought the whole young cast was great, and I think they did a great job of adapting the material, which leads me into why It Chapter Two doesn't work, is because I'll, I'll go even back to if if any of you guys have seen the original It movies that were made in the '90s with Seth Green as Richie and as the first part, and then you had John Ritter um and a few and a few other bigger names in the second part it's the exact same thing with this is the first part of the old one is fun cuz you got kids and they're swearing they're riding on bikes and it seems you know it's like lighthearted and kids swearing everyone likes it the goonies everyone likes it stand by me everyone loves it my girl everyone loves it super eight people enjoy it because it's kids riding on their bikes swearing you know saying whatever
1: stranger things
0: <laughs> stranger dude it's like the biggest show right now yeah. So that's what makes it fun because you've got fun characters and the cast in it. Chapter one was great. They worked well together, and the adapt the adapted material made it flow well. The editing was good,
1: and it didn't feel like a long movie. It's probably like what two plus hours.
0: Yeah. What's yeah, wrong? I thought, I
1: did, the first one was like two hours and fifty minutes. Let me look it up. But it yeah. it, it it felt right. Yes. It was
0: smooth and it was great. And every problem that I had with the second part of the old movies is still present in this one. When you're adapting a book, the book is like a thousand pages. So I mean, the book is long and there's a certain scene with the kids and with Bev in the sewer, which is great that they left out. There's also a scene with like a cosmic turtle that they talk with in the second part that is also left out in this one, so that's fine. But they bring back. Um, you remember in chapter one where they push the bully down the well? Yes. Yes. So you push him down the well, and you assume that he's dead. Now, in the old version of chapter two, he comes back to life, and that was my thought when they push him down the well in chapter one. When I saw it a few years ago, was please don't bring him back. Oh, it was the it was just the dumbest, biggest waste of time of the second part. And what do they do in in it chapter two? They bring him back, and they make this bully's part of it chapter two. It doesn't. It didn't lead anywhere. It didn't do anything. It's just like this crazy guy got out of jail, and you know, he eventually dies. Like before the second half of the second act can really get going.
1: And that was the bully, correct? Yeah, the bully. So it was was just that was the bully. It's Henry, correct? Correct? Is that his I name? I think that's. A, I think so. I don't remember because, like,
0: I was just hoping that he'd die, so I forgot about the character. <laughs> but um, the casting for It Chapter Two, I, I don't know how they could take the chubby kid Ben from It Chapter One and get a an actor twenty seven years older whose face looks exactly like the kid's face. They all look just like their kids, like their counterparts. It was crazy. That's pretty absolutely cool. crazy. Um, and they have really good chemistry. I don't, I don't know why I didn't love um, James McAvoy in this. He kind of drove me crazy, and mm. which sucks because I like him a lot. But I don't know, something just didn't click with me for his character being Bill. Because I like, I didn't mind Bill, but I mean the characters that you love in, in Chapter One, um, Richie, Eddie. Um, yeah, (laughs) Richie and Eddie, those are kind of like the favorites (laughs) of the (laughs) the first one. They're still favorites in this one. They have great banter. Um, everyone talks, I've heard a lot of people say that Bill Hader's the best part and I think he's a really good part, but I loved Isaiah Mustafa as Mike. I thought he was great as the black kid. He's stayed in Derry his whole life and basically everyone else has moved away And Pennywise has kind of made them forget about their lives in Derry. So Mike, after 27 years has passed, someone is killed by Pennywise because he's back. He calls and gets them all back into town. And that's what works well is they get into town and they're all reconnecting and remembering their lives of that summer of being the losers. But then he talks about, he's like, okay, this is how we gotta beat it. Everyone needs to go get their tokens. And as soon as he said tokens, I was like, Oh gosh. <laughs> it's just like
1: we're going to have to sit here for like 30 minutes. He, here's an adventure of everybody getting their tokens. Let's yep. let's let's do it. Yep. it was, everyone's
0: going to split up and everyone's like, "Shouldn't we not split up?" cuz like we weren't split up and then you realize, "Oh, they were in It Chapter 1." Yep.
1: And so yeah. that little
0: gap after they have the fight in It Chapter 1, they all go off and do their own thing before fighting pennywise for the last time. Uh-huh. and that's when they're kind of forced to go back and remember, okay, what meant something to me during that time? And it works pretty well. Like, it didn't... It That that part, actually, I felt, like, was pretty well-paced and didn't take as long as I thought it would. Um, you get these scary interactions with the losers and with Pennywise as they each go back to their homes, and you find out that Richie is gay in in one of these... In one of these sequences where it flashes back to him being a kid and you realize, oh, okay, Richie was gay. And that's kind of why he was always making fun of Eddie's because he had a crush on Eddie. You know, that's what we did with our crushes. Like we just make fun of him and you think that's flirting, but it's
1: kind of is. Maybe it still kind of works. I don't know. <laughs> eh. <laughs> but, but what is that? Is that how it is in the books? Do you know? I
0: don't know. I've never read the book. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't, if if I remember right from it, chapter two, the original from the 90s, I don't think it touches on that. So I think that's where the adaptation made this interesting is oh, Eddie or um, Richie is gay and he's kind of like self conscious about it and tries to make fun of others to cover up his insecurities. He's a stand up yeah. com- com- comedian now. Yeah. And I didn't feel like. Because everyone, all the other characters, you know, um, Mike at the end of the movie ends up leaving Derry. This is, you know, full spoilers going in now. Mike leaves Derry. Bev was in an abusive relationship, and she leaves her abusive relationship to be with Ben after she finds out that he wrote her the poem, which I feel Mm -hmm. like is a weird thing for someone to change their mind about and love someone, you know, because Bill was never a fraud and claimed that he wrote the poem. He just, like, she was just into Bill and, like, liked Bill, and that's fine. Um, But even then, like, she's able to get with Ben, and Ben's not going, he's not insecure about his body and about being alone. He's with Bev now. And Eddie overcomes his fears and is able to help them kill Pennywise, which is awesome because, like, he was always so afraid and so paranoid. And so he has his own little arc, and everyone's arcs finish off pretty well except for Richie's in his experience getting his token pennywise makes fun of him for being gay and he never th- maybe it's a nitpick but he never fully embraces that in the movie he just still mm. like kind of keeps it his little secret and they don't touch on it again which i thought oh like what a great you know example for those who are lgbtq affiliated is oh like you know i thought like it's fine like you don't have to feel weird about being gay like just embrace it but they didn't capitalize on that as well as I thought they could have, which is a bummer because, you know, I don't think anyone really cares. And that was a disappointing arc for me. And then Bill, his whole character's point is he's a writer now and everyone hates the endings to his book. And he's helping film a film a movie right now. And he's writing a script and they hate the ending. And so before he goes to Derry, that's their big complaint. And so he goes to Dairy, you know, they defeat Pennywise and he comes back. And Mike calls him and says, hey, how's the writing going? You working on the ending? He's like, no, I'm starting from the first chapter. And I thought it was weird because, you know, here it is. You just finished this journey. Why don't you go and finish all of these, you know, finish these endings that you've started with something that you've learned reconnecting with your friends? Yeah. And I felt that that was kind of a missed opportunity, but maybe there's undertones to it. I don't know. But that was kind of the disappointing aspect of it. Uh, I think the direction of the movie was great. Andy Muschietti is going to be directing the Flash movie, so I'm excited. I think he works well with the color palettes. Um, Some aspects of it were a little dark, but his direction of the actors worked really well. Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise is fantastic, again. Oh, he did
1: a wonderful job in the first one.
0: He's great, but um, also the CGI is pretty weak in this movie. Ooh. And I think that's partly because a lot of things they took from the book needed to be CGI heavy. Yeah. And there wasn't another way to do it, but.
1: No. Now, yeah. it, did, 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 did the movie feel
0: long? Yes. Oh, my gosh. You, you know, I, we got, you get to a point in the movie, and I was like, okay, like we're going to the third act. What time is it? I looked, and I was like, is there still an hour left of this?
1: Oh, gosh. Like, oh,
0: my gosh, there's an hour and 15 minutes still left. So. Ugh. My opinion is chop down the editing a little bit, clean it up a little, get rid of some of the fluff, get rid of the bully part because that didn't do anything. Um, trim down some of the to- – I think the token actually worked fine. I mean Avengers Endgame, they all split up and it works well. This part they split up and I didn't think it was horrible. And get rid of the jump scares. This movie was so reliant on jump scares and in the it chapter one, not many jump scares and it worked great. Yeah.
1: You know, actually there weren't a lot of jump scares in it chapter one. I agree. Mm
0: -hmm. No. So, um, overall the pros, the casting's great. The direction's good. Um, the chemistry between the actors, the young kids and the new is awesome. Side note, they like de-aged some of the actors and the voice and like the ADR for the voices of some of the younger actors, like Finn Wolfhard and, um, the kid who plays Eddie. So weird it was very noticeable that they had like de-aged Eddie. He looked like freaking Alita Battle Angel with his huge
1: eyes oh with his glasses. Golly. It looked so
0: weird. Stop. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but I, I give it a C+. Okay. I think going into the movie, just know it's going to feel pretty long. The end is just really drawn out where they could have trimmed it down a little bit, trimmed that fat, and made it 20, 30 minutes shorter. Make it the same length as the first one. Because yeah. we like yeah. the first one because the kids... This one we don't have the kids, so you gotta give us something else to enjoy and be intrigued by.
1: Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times movies that overstay their welcome is just just kind of leaves just that hovering
0: Uh. Yeah, it's like, like just yeah. Lightning doesn't always strike twice in the same place.
1: Yeah, and I mean, there's very, there's very few m- movies that merit a really long runtime. It's because one, the story's incredible. Two, you're following all these characters that you come to, you know, know and love, and it actually like doesn't drag. And it seems like it. Chapter yes. two really kind of drags, unfortunately.
0: Yes, it does. So if you've seen it, chapter one, you'll probably go see this. You'll probably go see it because you want to finish it off. You want to see how it ends. And just like the original version of it, chapter two, it's the weaker of the
1: two. You know, and that's that's a shame because that's how sequels are for the most part. There's a lot of sequels that just don't really capitalize like they did on the original. And that is why, thank goodness, that you and I both saw this movie that I'm excited to talk about because it's currently in my top three. Yes. Is the original idea of Peanut Butter Falcon. Great movie. Are you and kidding me? I thought this movie was just a very good, heartwarming movie. Uh, There's a couple of plot holes in it. You know what I mean? How just Dakota, whatever. What's her name? Dakota what? Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson. She's in Fifty Shades of Grey, isn't she? Yes. Well, well she's, you know, she made that money. Now she can do the movies she wants to do. Now she could just do the sweet, like, family movies. <laughs> Silver lining. Sure. Um, but, uh, you know, I thought she did a good job in it. I just thought it was just kind of a little weird, not really a spoiler how she's just like, she's absolutely down just like to join their journey. Like after that, you know what I mean? I was like, yeah. okay, like that's, that was pretty quick. Um, but I didn't really have a lot of negative things to say about this besides Johnny B. My gosh, just give me more Johnny B. Yeah. Give me some boy. Give me some, give me, give me his voice at least. Yeah. Like give me, give me a punisher screen. <laughs> Good to see good to see Shia LaBeouf back, you know, I thought, yeah, he did, I thought he did a wonderful job in this movie. You know, and what's a- interesting.
0: This is kind of the sweet movie more. So we're bringing that segment back. This movie took five years to make the directors and screenwriters, Tyler Nielsen and Michael Schwartz um, wrote the part because they met Zach Gotzigan at a um, acting kind of like camp for those with special needs. And they thought he was really special. He loved wrestling, so they wanted to make a movie surrounding that. And they couldn't get it made for years just because no one would read the script. And then Josh Brolin in 2015 posted something on Instagram on New Year's saying, I wanna help more people. So they just like took that and they said, okay, well, we'll send it to him. So they sent Josh Brolin the script. He loved it and got in contact with people. And that's how they helped um, Shia LaBeouf get onto the film. And during the five years of filming, Shia LaBeouf was actually arrested. That was when he was arrested in like 2017, I think for, I don't want to say drunk driving, but I think that's what it was. And this movie really helped him kind of turn his life around, becoming friends with Zach, the the protagonist, really helped him realize a lot of things that he needed to switch up and change for his life and just become a little bit better. So and I think that's such a great theme of this movie is they don't ever treat Zach different than others. He's he has special needs, yes, but he can do things that everyone else can do, and he learns so much and grows so much, and that's what I thought was so inspiring.
1: Wow, I love that sweet movie, Marshall. That is awesome. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yep. Thank you, Keeks. Just bringing it in hot. Yeah. I I agree. I just I love the bond that Shia LaBeouf have uh, has with uh, Zach Gotsigan and. It's just a good, it's a really good, feel-good movie, you know what I mean? Like, you would just walk out, you're like, you know, that was, that was a worth my time. That was a great watch. Yes.
0: And it's PG-13. It's a smooth runtime, too. And yes, like you said, there are certain aspects where it seems pretty serendipitous.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Their encounters and being able to evade capture. And then the villains didn't really seem like villains because... It didn't do a whole lot of like bad things. What but was, it still works.
1: Yeah. And what was the name of the guy that was wrestling um, Zach at the end? Oh, gosh. I know his
0: name is Jake the Snake in real life, but I forgot what his name was. Was it Sam?
1: No, I don't he, remember. But he was just the worst person ever, dude. Like what he was saying to Zach? I was I like, know. geez. Uh, <laughs> it, I'm going to give this movie an A minus. It is in my. Top three. Once upon a time in Hollywood, number one, number two, for they shall not grow old, and then this. So and what I like about it is it's an original movie. Like it doesn't need a sequel. It doesn't need a prequel. It's just in its own little world. You know what I mean? Yes. And, the movie and, Yeah. And the runtime is fantastic. I mean, it doesn't overstay its welcome and it's just and it's pretty funny too. I thought it was actually really funny too sometimes. So Go see this, people. I mean, it's still in theaters. This is a movie that if you have not seen yet, like coming in from the hot and sweet film talk here, go check out this movie. It's worth your time. $5 Tuesday on a weekend. Date movie. Bring your parents. Bring your... Bring your grandparents. Bring your
0: dogs. Bring your exes even. (laughs) Give them a little bit of happiness because they probably haven't been happy since leaving you.
1: Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah, bring them. I'll I'll meet them there. I'll... (laughs) I'll bring the popcorn.
0: <laughs> we'll pay. Courtesy of the sweet film talk. Don't yeah. trust Rotten Tomatoes. Trust you boys. We've seen it. We know. We would not lead you astray. Exactly. So that's it. I give it an a I give it an A. I think it's I think it's fantastic. I had a great time. Um still in my top three. Uh, just behind Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's my number two, actually. I, I think wow. it's everything that movies should be focusing on right now is building a good story, building good characters, making sure that your overall message is conveyed well, tugging on your heartstrings a little bit, you know? It doesn't oh, ever sure. make you, I like, I never felt like crying because I don't think that's the goal. It didn't want to make you feel, like, overly emotional for them. It's just like, no, they're they're normal people. It's just like, treat Zach like a normal person. That's what um, Shia LaBeouf's character does, and that's what Dakota Johnson's character learns to do, and it works so well.
1: Yep, yep. I, I agree. And actually, looking at the Rotten Tomato meter here, um, you have 95% from the critics and 96% from the audience score. So right here, you could actually rely on it. <laughs> I will Trust the shocked. people. So they you got it the right. People. The audience score right here in the tomato meter, spot on. It is, it is a fantastic film, and I hope it gets some Oscar nods because a movie like this would be wonderful to see Get kind of you know that big stage type of nods of people going to see it. Like go support this film. We need more films like this. Yes.
0: No, I, I love that. I, I love that. That's a great point.
1: Just we just love it. Love please. was worth it. Glad glad. You, and shout out to Josh Reynolds who actually appeared on this pod. He, he might st- he might still listen. He might not. I don't know. Great guy. One of the one of my you know better friends. And he recommended seeing this movie. I think he saw it like three weeks ago.
0: Yeah, it didn't get to Arkansas until like a week and a half ago, so I wasn't able to see it. I was so excited to see it, though. I'm glad I did. Yeah. Um, so there you go. There's a recap of everything we've watched. Um, go see Sticks and Stones. If you've seen it, Chapter 1, like go see the second chapter, because you probably will anyways, even though it's not that great. And definitely go see Peanut Butter Falcon. We wanted to end this episode on a great note, on a movie that's not as popular as It Chapter 2, but definitely deserves the
1: talk. Yep. I, I agree 100 percent. And Keeks, just what a what a pod. We will see you guys. Geez, next week we're gonna start doing the IMDb 250 again. Sign up for the football SFT football. Like Keeks said, easiest thing you'll ever do, and you can get you know 25 bucks to go see some more Peanut Butter Falcon. Whatever you yes. want to do with that.
0: And our inner our movie review schedule for this month is in. So tomorrow this week. We've got theater movies. Next week, we'll be doing movie movie news. The following week, we'll be reviewing Ad Astra and Rambo, possibly with The Goldfinch as well. And then to finish it off on the fourth week, bam, The Sweet 250. We're going to talk about some new movies you guys have never heard before. We've never heard of them until now. And we'll watch them so that maybe you have to or you will never
1: watch them ever. And we'll warn you before. Yep. And yeah, that's that's what we're here to do. We're here to steer you in the direction to watch or not to watch. Couldn't
0: have said it better myself, Mr. T.C. Shakespeare. Love that.
1: You know. All right, Keeks. (laughs) Always a pleasure. Uh, Stay sweet, everybody. Sweet. Sweet. Sweet.